This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Cool. Cool. Okay, right let's kick this off. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another session of The Playhouse. Yanni, this one, <laughs> I say this every episode that it's about to go down, but this one is too serious. I've known this guy from about 2001. Yeah. And, I, and this guy has done some amazing things in this industry. You're going to hear stories that have never been heard before. This is the true OG of the industry. I recorded my first song ever in this studio, man. So excited to have none other than a pillar in this uh, Kenyan music industry. He's doubled in the gospel. He's also played around in, with, 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 with the secular industry. He's been in videos um, in terms of video production. He's done so much, Yanni. He's been in TV. Hey, I'm talking too much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for none other than Steve-O, Steve Ominde. Steve-O, yeah, welcome yeah. to the Playhouse, man. I'm happy to be here, man. Yanni, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to... Mm-hmm. To just hear, hear knowledge, hear wisdom, hear about the journey. Mm-hmm. You know you're a real OG, eh? Well, I would uh, believe so. The guys here who are wondering why is this, who is this guy? But they'll know. Anyway, yeah. Steve, I always, I always start the playhouse by throwing this thing way back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about the beginning. I'm trying to lay a foundation onto who you are. Mm-hmm. So let's take this thing. When did you fall in love with music? Well, music, goodness, I think it's. It's always been a part of me. Like if you meet, if you meet guys I was with in Primo, in in high school, I don't think anybody is surprised that I'm doing what I do now. Especially guys I grew up with, yeah. Because even in the estate, I was never good in soccer. I was never good in sports. I was those guys who used to walk around and exchange tips with the older guys who had tapes back then. So it was it was it was always a thing that was that was somewhere there in the background. It, if there's one thing I was always very comfortable with, every time I watched music videos, every time I listened to music on the radio, um, I always felt like it was somewhere I belonged. Mm-hmm. When I watched back when I was, you know, before even I was a teenager, when the whole advent of music videos had just begun, and it was rare to get music videos, you'd watch them like once a week on television or something. I always felt comfortable watching and trying to understand what that industry was about, even though at that time, every single video came from America. There were no videos in Kenya, but it was just something that I just always felt like there was something drawing me to it. Now, if we look at my family, uh, my dad is a musician. Oh, your dad uh, is a musician? Yeah, my dad... Um, was a choir master for over 20 years, um, St. Barnabas Church in, 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 in Langata. And um, so there are times when after school, instead of going home, we'd be taken for choir practice. So you sit there from 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 5.30 to 8, waiting for them to finish doing their rehearsals, then is when you go home. So all through, I mean, even if you go to my shags, 
it's not uncommon to find musicians it's just a thing which it's been there for a long time um, we have people from my village who did recordings with polygram in Nairobi in the 50s 60s uh, and and the, the recordings are there on on, on vinyl um, 45 um, and and 22 and a half vinyls they actually exist and um, so it's not anything that anybody finds um, out of the ordinary if mm -hmm. if you look back way back into you know where it all began from and I'm those guys who um, I had I had a huge interest in just understanding the the art and the science of how to produce a song right from an early age so I remember when we were kids I couldn't afford to buy tapes so I'd take my dad's tapes and and record over them <laughs> like I'd, I'd look for the ones that looked like he's not interested in in using anymore yeah. I'd hide them for a week I see whether he's going to ask for them <laughs> If you die and ask for them, then I know he doesn't need them. So back then, the only thing you could record was radio. So we had a little single deck. But by back then, what year are we talking about? Give let's give context. In this terms this of this time. this is this is late eighties. Late eighties. And okay. this was when you know Michael Jackson, Madonna, and and the likes were what was playing on radio throughout. So obviously, you know, back then there was what we call like a real record industry, you know. People were selling tens of millions of records abroad. And I remember when Bad, Michael Jackson Bad album, the day it was dropped in US, it was on our news, it was on Habari. <laughs> KBC, Habari. That's how big the record industry was back then. And I remember somewhere in the middle of the news, a Swahili presenter, showing clips of Michael Jackson bad music video on the normal news like what we watch today. And that's just the, the scale of, of, of what the record industry was back then. So definitely I had this huge pull towards it. Um, because my dad was a choir master, the, he, had a, he had a keyboard. It was a Yamaha and it was really nothing to write home about. But there was something in that keyboard that I wanted to always go back and try and play with yeah um, it was today the kind of keyboard that I don't think anybody would ever be interested in buying because even the even the the simplest free software app that you can download to your phone for free that is a keyboard is better than what it was <laughs> at that time but it was interesting because it had a function where you could play drums and then when you stop playing it plays them back. Now, that was the beginning of everything. Because the idea that every other electronic keyboard you'd play and it couldn't store anything, mm -hmm. yeah? So this was one that we discovered something with my bro, my elder bro. Whenever the keyboard remained at home and my dad was not very keen on figuring out who has touched it, we'd go play with it. Now, it had a function that you could play things and the same things you play when you hit a, a record and a playback button that was somewhere on the surface it would play back the things that you recorded now that became the foundation and the basis for my interest in wanting to know how to produce music so this was very way back and all this was very elementary it was a keyboard that had only eight sounds that's it it was a piano a xylophone a guitar a bass and i don't know what else and then one drum kit with like about eight different things you could you could knock and that was it yeah so in spite of that 
what I'd do is I'd, I'd play around with it and I'd compare with stuff I would hear on radio. So I'd play around with this and then I'd compare with the, uh, Michael Jackson or, Mike, or, or, or Madonna or, or all the people who are hot at that time. And then the question kept looming in my head. Why is it different? Why is what they're doing sounding different from, from what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah? And I couldn't figure out why. I didn't understand that there was a certain complexity in the in their recording process, in their production process that we were not exposed to at that time, yeah? So the question is what kept ringing in my head all the way until the time when I became a music producer. So based on this, this was basically the foundation um, because I was in church a lot. My dad taught a choir. Um, I became friends with the Askari for the church. So what would happen is because the church was near home, the days I'd take a walk to the church and uh, so we talk the guy and ask the guy to open for me the door for entering the church, like on a weekday mm. or something or in the evenings, yeah, when nothing was going on in the church. So after some time, I even remember he was called Kyoko, he was a very dope guy. And so he'd, he'd, he kind of saw something I was trying to do. So he'd open for me, then lock, because he didn't want guys to know that he's, you know, he's kind of breached the rules for the church and everything. So I'd go in, I had no idea how to play anything, but it was just fun banging on a upright acoustic piano in the church, which, which was what was there at that time. It was just fun. It just sounded good. I, 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 I didn't know what I was trying to do. I didn't know where I was trying to go with all this, but I could feel there was just something drawing me to this particular craft. Yeah. And how old are you at this time? At this time, I am uh, 12 about 12, 13. Like, I have not yet finished Primo. So, <laughs> by this time... Why did you go to Primo? I went to Primo in St. Mary's, uh, in Westlands, St. Mary's School, in Raptor Road. And also in school, there was, there was a huge music culture, I'd say. We had an orchestra. Uh, we had musicals um, every year. I didn't really get to participate in any of these because most of these were being done by guys in high school and guys were in A-level and whatnot. And we had, a, we had, a, we had a, a course that was called IB. And so it was mainly those guys. I mean, by this time I was, what, standard six or something of the sort. But even in school, there was, there was a strong uh, music culture. Um, kids had tapes that come to school and we'd exchange. Somebody would have LL Cool J and you would have um, something from around that period of time. You Boys know. to men. No, 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 no. Boys to men comes much later. Oh, hey, okay, my bad. This is this is this is pre Boys to men. This oh, is hey. this is uh, the time for who was who was hot at that time. It was those those rap rap had just begun. Um, there was there was people like um, it was dance music. It was house music. Mm-hmm. Huh? So there was a kina Robin S, kina Technotronic, oh, wow, 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 Pump Up the Jam, yeah. you, know, you know those songs. Pump up the so, jam. yeah, by this time, I mean, the whole idea of producing music really wasn't, it hadn't, it hadn't, it hadn't started to make sense. At this time, the, the fad and the, and the culture and the, and what was driving us was to collect music. Mm-hmm. So we became collectors, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the estate, the guy with the most music was the popular guy, mm-hmm. you see. So it was it was a competition for who has the latest music, who has listened to this, um, who where can I get this 
album or this song or whatever from yeah so that was that was the culture that time. we were really not interested by then or we didn't have a way to 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 drive us in the direction of how we can start making music but we knew we wanted to have it mm-hmm. so it was a question of collecting tape after tape after tape after tape by that time there was the culture of buying blank cassettes yes We'd go to town buy a blank tdk tdk was the hottest <laughs> model Steve. at that time yeah Your old homie. <laughs> so you'd buy a blank tape and look for a guy who has music take a blank tape and record that tape to yours yeah and that's how we began to collect and listen and analyze music yeah so this was this was primo days going into into high school now come high school um for a long time i wanted to be a singer that's the funny thing that most people don't even know My first desire in the music business was even to be a producer, I wanted to be a singer. So I used to write songs, I used to scribble on exercise books and all that stuff. I'd analyze lyrics from songs and I actually wanted to sing, yeah. I wanted to be a singer, yeah. And for a long time I thought that's what I was going to become, uh-huh. yeah. Until sometime when I was around from 3 I listened to an album by a group called Jodese. <laughs> yeah. What people what later on became Casey and Jojo. Yes. <laughs> and Jodese had an album called Forever My Lady. And that is the one album that completely changed the direction of everything. Yeah. Because by this time CDs were very rare. A CD was a very rare commodity at this time. CDs were only originals. There's no CDs you could burn. There's no emotion. Yes. No emotion. So you had to buy a CD and those days there were like three companies that could press CDs. I think Sony, Polygram, Columbia, something like that. So they had to come from US. And they're all silver with black um writing of the songs and the producers and everything on the disc itself. So you would find like a music enthusiast has four CDs. And those four CDs came from England or US and they were shipped by a friend or something yeah mm-hmm. that's how rare CDs were at that time so for a long time we were used to listening to tapes because the matatus were playing tapes at that time there was no uh, mp3 or flash disc or, or CDs so matatus played mixtapes the real name of mixtapes comes from those days yeah so matatus played mixtapes and there were dj mixers from clubs and that's what we were listening to all the time then comes another elite group of guys who had access to people in Steto and guys <laughs> in South Africa and what not who had access to getting original CDs yes so there's this guy I remember him he was called Don he's actually a DJ in the states right now he's a very big DJ DJ Top Don he's a guy from my estate so back then he was one of the few guys who had music either on CD or on vinyl So I remember one time I went to him and we had this nice chat and he was a nice friend of mine and and he played me music of a CD. Yeah. It was it it it, it was a life-changing experience because I'd never had such clarity. I had never I had never experienced anything like that in terms of audio sonic excellence, yeah. So he played Jodeci Forever My Lady off a CD player. I mean those days nobody had CD players. Like you'd have to, you could count the houses that had CD players. Yeah, you had to be you had to be the one percent. Huh? So as we didn't have one. So this guy had a CD player in his house and 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 we listened to Jodeci, yeah? And there was just something about that thing. I remember that night I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking about this thing and I'm wondering to myself, huh? 
I listen to music in Kenya, I've listened to recordings and whatnot, but how come this one is just completely totally something it was it was it was it was like making a Marvel movie in Kenya right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that was that, that was the, that was what the experience felt like. Yeah. It was so foreign, it was so space age, it was so out of it was so out of our time. Yeah. But that thing kept it kept looming in my head the the, the 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 wanting to know what goes into these american productions yeah at this same time um ktn begins and then there KTN is this begins yes so we're talking like 92 90, yes yeah. somewhere around there and ktn has this really fancy young guy called jimmy gato <laughs> and jimmy gato is one of the only guys in this country at that time who um has begun a culture of something that we had never known before in our lives and this is not just music videos but black R&B and hip hop music videos on television Hey yo hip hop heads welcome to paradise The only place for the hip hop top dogs Where my dogs at Yeah, so we were glued. Yeah, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we, Thursday, we, Friday. We were glued because this was an experience that we could not even understand. And I remember, at this same time, um, I'm 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 in my last years of high school. Where were you in high school? Same school? No, no, I was in Saint Mary's Yala, which is somewhere next to Kisumu area. So at this so same time, so you left Nairobi and bounced to Kisumu for high school. Yes, that's hey, what I did. I did my high school there. Okay, let me. Okay, we will come back to you because did that in any way affect your i mean you are in the saint mary's that i know which is over here yeah that's like the barbie of barbie schools of course <laughs> then you left and went then I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was thrown in the other direction you see so what it did um because we still wanted to kind of be in touch and know what's going on so within the school we formed little groups in special interest groups eh? so mm. i found guys who also like rap and whatnot so we'd, we'd 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 hang out together you know we'd 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 we'd, we'd rap together and go over songs together and whatnot yeah and then at this time there's the culture of bullying so one thing i learned that would help me not to get bullied was to rap for guys i was in drama club and drama had all the had all the hip guys at that time yeah, yeah. so the hip guys of the school are all in drama and i realized those hip guys were the same people who were bullies so I became friends with all the hip guys because they realized that this kid knows how to rap some of these songs. Yeah. So I I, I kind of And this time by the way when you're saying your rap it's not that you're writing your own raps. No no it's, it, it was it was cramming it, it, it was cramming you songs. Are yeah. You are the Google. It was cramming songs like Kina Naughty by Nature and all that and 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 and, and singing them back Fresh Prince and what have you. Uh, Kina yeah. Informer. Yes. So back then we'd we'd, we'd 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 listen to that, we'd cram it word for word, and be able to to wrap it back. 
Okay. Yeah. So that, basically high school, that was it. But you see high school, there was always that one month you're at home. So when we come back home, we catch up. Then you go back to school, there's the hard life, not listening to music, whatnot. Though we had Walkmans that were illegal, um, listen to music at night, send watchmen to buy batteries. <laughs> And th- th- that was it. I mean, we, we, we were determined to, 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 to keep the culture alive, yeah? So that's pretty much the beginning of everything, yeah? But all, b- bear in mind that all this time, I still don't know that one day I'm going to become a producer. Mm-hmm. It's just something that is so much fun, you know? Um, Are you playing playing piano at this time? By this time, do you know how to play any musical instrument? I could I could play enough to... To, to take a song from the beginning to the end. I, I never really got formal training in piano like grade one to eight, mm-hmm. though I would have loved to. But what I did is I learned by ear, I learned from people who could play, yeah. I learned from being in church and, and, and hanging around guys who already knew. But I never really got that formal training. So most of it was by ear. So I was still, uh, every time I got a chance, I was still playing music at this time yeah okay. uh, but it was only piano at that time and really there was no there was no big there was no big plan by then mm-hmm. everything was still at a very early stage okay so you meet this guy or this guy enters the airwaves on a station called ktn yes ktn it used to have a 62 yes if i'm not wrong on that channel time. channel 62 <laughs> yes i remember yes. Mm-hmm. and he's called jimmy gathel yeah. so what impact did jimmy gathel have on you well, what Jimmy Gathu does for me at this time is he opens up something that to me was the coolest thing that I could imagine existed in this world. Because rap videos and R&B videos by that time, they were just as glossy as they are today. Yeah, Those fancy cars, those well-dressed guys, those guys in fancy haircuts, um, the music was well-mixed. The, the artist looked neat, the image was great, you know, the direction of the music videos was good. I mean, those videos by that time, those guys were already on it, you know. Mm. They're not they're not rehearsing, they already knew the culture and the art and the science of delivering a hot music video by the early 90s. Us were still on this other side, so we didn't, we didn't know what was going on. But by that time, the industry in advanced countries had already reached the point that it's almost the same as it is now, yeah, in terms of videos and whatnot. So it was, it was, it was a spectacle, yeah, and it was a challenge because I remember there was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. These guys came with a culture that just swept Nairobi <laughs> completely. You know, we were uko, we were kids with with our oversized jeans and, and our oversized checked shirts standing at the corners thinking that we are what? <laughs> thinking that we are Americans, yeah? And that's what we wanted to be because it was the coolest thing that anybody could be at that point in time, yeah? So we were we were hooked on this music. We listened to it night and day. Um, it was like an estate thing at the same time. Um, we, we were too young to go out or do anything, but we were, we were, we were in the estate and this music no, was yes. This music was like it was it was like a driving and a uniting thing for us at that time. It was a culture. Yeah, when you go into a matatu, you take a matatu, go to town, not even a light, and then just come back to Langata, just <laughs> so that you can listen to music at a loud level that you can't listen to at home. Yeah. So all this by this time, Jimmy Gatto comes, and then there's Rapem, 
there's Rastrat. Rastrat, there's Jamadelic, and there's another one, I think it was for, for Lingala, African music and whatnot. Basically, Cascas, yes. There's no YouTube, yeah. There is no way to store music anywhere in terms of videos, yeah. So this is this is the only place where this music is happening, yeah. So by this time, you had to run home by six o'clock, turn on the television, tune into KTN, and catch the jams, yeah. At this time, so basically, you'd watch a you'd watch a music video on Tuesday, and you have to wait up to the next week Tuesday to watch the same music video because every day had a different genre. Mm. So that, that that's that that's where now we all began to to get that exposure. And, and the idea that there's a thing called a record industry, there is people somewhere out there who look rich. We didn't know how rich they are, but they looked rich. <laughs> I mean, they were driving Mercedes, they had Range Rovers, they looked young. He asked they were like, nothing about yeah, the crisscross <laughs> were like geez, 16 years old. They are they are holding money. They have gold chains, you know. So for us, it was it was it was fascinating. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fascinating to know that hey, there's 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 guys doing this, and there's actually a really really cool industry somewhere in the world. And at that time, because the benchmark in Kenya was, there was a record industry in Kenya in the 60s, 70s, but it kind of disappeared. So by this time, all we could receive was music from America. Mm -hmm. We didn't, we, we never, we never looked back at our original uh, roots of, of Benga and 70s Kiswahili music, but then it was almost drowned. Mm -hmm. So all that was happening on the airwaves was either Jamaican music or, or music from the States or music from... Uh, okay, BC going the other way with just local to the core. Those, yes. The Sing and Shine, what was it, what, Sing and Shine or something? Yes, those, those Sing and Shine, those, those Joy Bringers. Joy Bringers, yes. Yes. And Joy Bringers was the gospel show of that time. It was, it was, it was equivalent to Kubamba or something of that time, where artists came on air, played their instruments there live, you know, you'd set up like what happened in the 70s in US with Soul Train and, yes. Ed, and Ed Sullivan Show and all that. So it was, those days they, they'd come with their guitars and the drum set and everything and they'd play music, joy bringers and that was it. But it know? didn't relate to your demographic? Or it, it didn't relate to you it, as an urban? It totally didn't because it was, we, 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 we honestly didn't want it, yeah? <laughs> we, we wanted what we thought was more hip than that, yeah? And what was more hip than that was Jodeci and and Fresh Prince and that kind of sound, yeah. Okay. Even though we had no idea how it works or how to achieve it. Okay, so now, what happens now once you finish? What's the next transition to this? Or are you listening to any local Kenyan music? In fact, at this time, you're not. We we honestly are not because we we are, we are teenagers. Mm -hmm. And we want to be hip. Yes. Yeah. We want. We want. We want to be the coolest guy. And listening to local music at that time was not the coolest thing to do. Yeah. You see, there was there was there was that. Um, it was like a competition. Who has the latest music? Mm -hmm. You know. So at this time, also another thing that happens that that is that is life changing, is um, I become more active in church. And this time, it's not my dad's church. I moved to a church called NPC Valerod. Yeah, mm -hmm. and once I join NPC Valerod, I find that there's Kumbaka Youth Church. You don't have to go to the to the to Was the main it? one throughout. Yeah, there's another one. It was called Fortress. Yeah, there's like a youth church over there. And then for the first time, guess what I realize? Eh? There's a bunch of young, hip, 
saved Christian kids eh? that I never knew existed in Nairobi. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Mm-hmm. You know? So at this time, also another thing that happens that, that, is, that is life-changing is um, I become more active in church and this time it's not my dad's church. I moved to a church called NPC Valley Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once I join NPC Valley Road, I find that there's Kumbaka Youth Church. You don't have to go to the to the to the main one throughout, yeah. There's another one, it was called Fortress, yeah. There's like a youth church over there. And then for the first time, guess what I realized, eh? There's a bunch of young, hip, saved Christian kids, eh? That I never knew existed in Nairobi. You see? So, finally, I'm like, my goodness, <laughs> there is somewhere where I think I can hang out with guys and I'll not be asked a lot of questions by my folks, where, where are you from? Yeah, I'll say I'm from church. Yeah, so I meet a bunch of very hip, you know, saved kids in church. And here is where a new thing begins to happen in my life. Kumbe. This music that we liked so much, Akina Tevin Campbell, Akina R. Kelly, Kina Tony Braxton, Kina LL Cool J. Montel Jordan. Gospel music that sounds like that from America. So, my goodness, I'm like, I never had any clue about this. So within 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 the church, the guys now who have gospel. R&B and gospel hip hop gospel and, gangsters and, and it's getting exchanged like after church service you know like there are guys who who have tapes gospel gangsters the guys were listening to Dawkins and Dawkins the Winans the guys listening to by then even Mary Mary was not even out but those really out of video out of video and all that yeah so I'm I get in, I, I get into the loop of all this yeah and then I start borrowing tapes from guys in church and I go home and I listen and I'm like, my goodness, this music is just as dope as what we used to listen to. But now it's gospel. Yeah. So I'm like, my goodness, there's actually funky gospel music. Because before that, all we knew for gospel was hymns, um, was joy bringers. And that's what we thought all gospel music was. And by this time, it, it's, it's, a, it's a period of time when the church is still resistant to funky hip gospel music so here we are and um a time has come when we realize that um wow there's actually a budding industry uh, but not in kenya this is a budding industry in the u.s that is generating high quality and extremely nice um, gospel music and this now becomes the center of attention as to what I think can work, yeah? So by this time, groups start springing up um, within churches. Just 
groups of, of, of young guys and most of the time the groups those those hardly any like solo artist per se yeah? it's like everybody was in some kind of group or another remember there's a group that was called basic um that had a kina abraham gumba kina emmanuel mutsune there was a group called ttbc that has got atemi <laughs> no way oyungu yeah um there was uh there was a group called touch that had guys from upper touch was more or less almost like sauti soul of now yeah there was a group called the boys <laughs> that has got abby the the, the the abby that we know of currently the guy who does a lot of reggae and afrofusion abby who worked with tejusaya at a time yes yes and then there was a group that i was very interested in joining that was called rap community Yo. <laughs> so <laughs> by this time groups are starting to spring up because in between services you know like the time when they're collecting sadaka and what not eh? um they'd call up guys to perform like those three four minutes after announcements when it's time for sadaka before the someone begins yeah the the groups would come up and and guys would they normally have a pianist or a guitarist and the pianist would play something and the group would either do an a cappella or or just something with backing track nothing yeah at this time a cappella groups were many many <laughs> many because by this time the the, the availability of, of instrumentals was 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 hard it wasn't easy to have an instrumental of your own yeah so by this time um I'm not singing, I'm not producing anything, but I'm just hanging around these guys a lot, yeah. 
just to see what they're doing to see who where are they're these going. guys give us example of like now who's in you're talking about rap com- community yeah who's rap, in rap co- by this time rap community hasn't quite formed eh? or oh, it's not formed it's just Bado, it's just guys hanging out and hanging rapping. out and talking about <laughs> trying to form a group like rap community yeah um there was uh, like i said there was ttbc which was a group with atemi it was a very good group at that time they already gelled and already doing music yeah there was um touch which is a group of about five guys who most of them went to the states it was almost like sauti soul at that time um there was basic which was a rap group which i think if i remember right could possibly be the first rap group this country has had eh? it was three guys i can't remember the third guy but there's abraham gumba there was emmanuel mutsune these guys are still around but obviously now they're not really doing it much but i remember them being on stage and and rapping you know with 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 the uh, instrumentals that were probably um backup or instrumental tracks from existing uh, american artists yeah mm. now at this time something again happens this is uh, somewhere 94 93 94 there something happens a group from uganda comes to kenya mm-hmm. a group of three guys that came and i would say confidently are the reason kenya is what it is today musically bwana sifiwe asifiwe bwana sifiwe asifiwe bwana sifiwe sana asifiwe sana asifiwe asifiwe There's a group that was called Limit X. Yep. Yeah. Limit X comes and Limit X are now that Jodese <laughs> that I've been thinking about, yeah. Because these guys are fresh from the states. They had a producer in the states who gave them that Jodese sound eh? on their own music. Yeah. They were not borrowing tracks. They were not singing cover songs of other artists. It was their own thing they had their own music their own harmonies their own instrumentals they were basically just the the 20 years ahead of everybody ruchi and the, and the rest of limited and isaac and all these guys yeah. so i remember they come to nairobi pentecostal and then they had a sunday afternoon show eh? and here we are the church is jump packed what, what year summer. is this this is 1994 wow this is 94 The church is jam-packed. It's a Sunday like after service nights like 3 p.m. 4 p.m. Eh? The church is jam-packed. We're all the way somewhere to the back, you know, and we're struggling to see what's going on and they're just the coolest coolest guys <laughs> you could think of, yeah? They're in colored shorts, you know. They're just funky. They have nice sneakers, you know. They're everything and then again they're Christian. Mm-hmm. You know. They they they're everything. And the African. Yes. They're everything you'd want to be, they're everything you'd imagine a group should be, and then they're then they're saved and they're Christian guys, yeah? And then they're also Africans, you know. So they had African music, then they had that very dope rap music, eh? Then they had very dope RB. 
<laughs> so it, it 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 was it was just it was just something that was totally mind boggling at that time yeah but you know the the, the superstars the rock stars so they are here today gone tomorrow yeah. you know uh, there was no chance of meeting them there's no chance of knowing them at that time you know yeah this kid was not finished high school um you're just on on dreams of how you'd like to be like this guy one day <laughs> you'd like to be in the states like them you'd like to be able to record the music they're recording but there's really no roadmap to get there yeah but one good thing also happens alongside uh the advent of this group called limit x limit x i would say and i stand to be corrected but i believe this is what happens limit x gives birth to a kenyan version of limit x mm. and the kenyan version of limit x was a group by the name of hat and you're so right i yeah. interviewed peter dere and that's exactly what yeah. he said so limit x more or less influences and and paves way yeah, for an iconic group this is i'm talking about this is the beatles of kenya yeah this is abba of kenya this is the group that comes to open the way for everybody that is there today yeah, including yeah, myself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah? <laughs> including myself i meet members of this group anytime and I, i i never fail to remind them that if it wasn't for you guys i'd never be here yeah so a group springs up by the name of heart but this time they're called heart ministries yeah it was it, 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 it was a, it, they, were, they were doing ministry by this time yeah so heart ministries springs up and heart ministries comes up just as good as limitex had come up yeah heart ministries by this time is a group of um, the late salio yugi um, may her soul rest in peace she just passed on this year just on some 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 months ago um esther and uh, of course peter dera and to me the guy who my eyes were on like this eh <laughs> the the my godfather and I, and i'm happy to say he's he's really my godfather he's really the guy who 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 today i owe everything to ted josiah yeah so by this time heart ministries comes up they get a gig at buckley's plaza in the basement on sunday afternoons so for us we go to church what's the plan after church the fun restaurant it was called the fun restaurant yeah So Buckley's Plaza was that cool place that a cool restaurant it was a nice place where if you had to go for a date what not you know it was that joint yeah it was like java of now it's like having shows at java so sunday afternoon church ends 2 o'clock you hang around do 1 2 3 then at about 4 o'clock there was the fun and it was free because we didn't have any money <laughs> so it was free there was nothing better than that yeah so we'd go to the fun restaurant and this is one thing that happened to me at the fun restaurant the first time that i ever saw a music keyboard connected to a computer yeah and playing music that is coordinated on a software on the computer it was at the fun restaurant let me tell you hat ministries were so they were so they were so ahead of, that then. yeah they were so ahead of the curve eh? these guys would set up like a mini studio on stage yeah <laughs> so ten josiah had an atari computer Uh, there's a great wall monitor you know those red black and white great wall monitors yeah then they had a keyboard i think it was a yamaha dx7 or something of the sort one of those older version um, keyboards and they'd connect it and they had all this tech you know they had digital stuff to play their music yeah by this time as guys we are stuck on cassettes that we are recording over and over <laughs> and, and and nothing is getting better yeah so we go here and we meet a group of four kenyans yeah that 
I couldn't even believe we were working from Nairobi. I remember my first question to Ted was, where are you guys producing this music? You told me in South B. You <laughs> <laughs> told me in South B. I'm like, how? You know? Because to me now, coming back to what we're talking about, the Jodeci mm-hmm. effect, the Jodeci mm-hmm. syndrome mm-hmm. that I was suffering from, I'm finally getting closer to it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now here's a group of hip guys with dope music that I can't even understand how it's being made. Yeah. So they had shows pretty much every Sunday and they were free. And, and you were there. And I was always there. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one day, um, because nobody was going to introduce me to Ted, I decided I'm going to introduce myself. Yeah. So remember one day the show is over, guys are leaving, they're packing, whatnot, they're putting their gear together. Ted is somewhere eating chips. You know that chips have been given by the restaurant, the one for complimentary because you've done a show. So he's eating chips and having his burger and whatnot. And I pulled a chair and sat next to him with his mouth full of chips. I told him, Ted, my name is Steve Ominde. <laughs> I'm going to change the game, homie. <laughs> and... Whatever you guys are doing is amazing and I'm going to do it one day. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.